Man, God bless you. Amen. God bless you on today. Happy New Year as we go through. And we're doing the lesson referencing the book of Exodus. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Pastor Derek Fletcher with the Yanni. And Derek Fletcher with yes and amen to you. All right, Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you for a new year, Father God. We thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercy. We glorify you, Father God. And we call out to your name. We thank you that we are in this lesson and in this time. We thank you for every student, for every ear that hears your word, for every heart that receives of the goodness of what your word has to say that your Holy Spirit come in and anoint the atmosphere, anoint the uh, electronic airways, uh, uh, anoint the cyberspace, anoint the receivers of this word. In the name of Jesus, that they touch their ears, their hearts, their eyes, and that they will say, I'm going to serve the God of Moses. I'm going to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so we bless you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. Can you guys see me? Can you? Yeah. Can you hear me? 
Yes. All right. On today, we're talking about the Reds, the Red Sea experience. So after the Red Sea is parted, so we're going to go through that. And we're just going to share about how powerful <laughs> the Exodus experience is. We're going to share the fact that the um, students will appreciate the uh, story of the history and the significance referencing the, the Exodus experience. They went from captivity to freedom in just about an overnight experience. <laughs> After being slaves for 400 years. We're going to look at God's presence in them, around them, and through them, how it impacted others viewing them. We're going to talk about Moses and then the protection of God. Amen. God, God protected the people. He saw to their needs. And let's get to the scripture memory. Exodus 14 and 30. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Again, Exodus 14 and 30. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Again, Exodus 14 and 30. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. All right, everybody repeat after me. Unmute, unmute your mics. Mic check, mic check, one, two, three. All right, so Exodus 14 and 30. Exodus 14 and 30. That day. That day. That day. The Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. The Lord, the Lord saved Israel, Israel from, from the hands, hands of the Egyptians. And, the, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And Israel, Israel saw the Egyptians lying, lying dead, dead on, the on the shore. All right, let's try that again. Exodus 14 and 30. Exodus 14, Exodus 14 and, 30. and 30. All right, let's try it one more time. Exodus 14 and 30. Exodus 14 and 30. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. That day the Lord saved Israel from the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians. Lying dead on the shore. Lying dead on the shore. All right, let's, let's give it one more try. Exodus 14 and 30. 
Exodus 14 and 30. That day the, the Lord saved Israel. That day the Lord saved Israel. From the hands of the Egyptians. From the, From the hands, hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead. And Israel, and Israel saw, saw the Egyptians, Egyptians lying, lying dead. dead. On the shore. On the shore. Hey, Dad. Hey, Pastor. Yes. I don't know if you can tell, but um, the viewers can't see the on. They can't see the what now? The on. The on? Yeah, lying dead on. They oh, can't they can't see. see it? I'm glad you told me. You, you can't see on right there? Nope. What about now? Nope. There, it looks like there's a pop-up blocking it. Okay, what that's better. That's better. Oh, is there a pop-up? Oh, I see it. It's, it's ghosted on the other side. Uh-huh. Anyway. All right. Welcome, everyone. Fine. Welcome, everyone. And welcome, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So we already opened up in prayer. And so let's get started. All right. I'm going to freeze the screen so you can read this really quick. Pause your device. On the video. All right, so anytime a big event happens, people tend to remember where they were, when it occurred. Many generations have a defining moment such as the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the assassination of John F. Kennedy, the attacks on the World Trade Center on September 11, 2001, 9-11. <laughs> D-Day, Liberation Day, Nelson Mandela's death, and so on. People know where People know where they were when these events took place. However, it is not just when bad things happen. How many of you have a memory about something great that has happened in your life? Do you have a memory of something great that's happened? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, so how often do you think about that event? A lot. How often? Not often. Not often? Nah. But when it comes around, I like to share. But when it comes around, you like to share. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you ever tell people about the awesome things that happen? Yes. Yes. Okay, so from what perspective? Oh, no, never mind. All right, so now, so today we are going to talk about arguably the biggest event in the history of the people of Israel, an event about which they would not stop talking. It's a big deal for the Red Sea to part and you to walk across on dry land, right? Isn't that, is that not a big deal? It is. All right, so Israel is finally free. Captivity is behind them. The promises of God and his continued presence are ahead. They're in front of you. They number at about a little bit more than half million. War-ready adult men plus women and children. So uh, it was probably like two million, at least two million. Because if if there were six hundred thousand uh, war ready men, that means they had a wife. That means they had children. And if you just count the husband and the wife, that's like one point two million. And let's say if they had like three children apiece, well, it probably had more than that. Right? So that's that's like, we'll say probably like five million. So this is a massive exodus. However, God isn't finished with the Egyptians just yet, right? They keep coming. They keep coming. They keep, well, they didn't keep coming. They just says, hey, Pharaoh says, hey, I'm not letting them go, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so who wants to read the first uh, scripture citation? Any volunteers? I'm going to volunteer you. Me. Okay. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back to enca and encamp near Pi-Harath between yeah, that's, that's, that's good enough. Yeah. Migdal and the sea. They are encamped by the sea, directly opposite Bile-Bezephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. And I will and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So that the Israelites did this. When the king of the Egyptian 
was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go, and we have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots, of the best chariots, along with all the other chariots of Egypt, with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The over the overtook them to overtake them. That says the over the overtook. Where is it at? Oh, number nine. Number nine. The Egyptians, all pharaohs, horses and chariots, horsemen. To, uh, I believe that's supposed to be to. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, the Egyptians, all pharaohs, horses and chariots, horsemen and troops pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi Harith. Opposite Baal Zephon. Zephon. Okay. Okay. So, so it looks like Pharaoh kind of like changed his mind, right? He says, hey, look, we're going to go, go get them. Let's get them together. Let's lasso them down. So he had chariot, charioteers. It was a bunch of them. Right. And so, so it, they, they were, they basically had the sea against their back and Pharaoh was coming uh, uh, to them. They were pointed toward Pharaoh. And so they were like, hey, what's happening? So what does the Lord tell Moses to do? He tells them to uh, to turn back. Okay, so he tells them, he says, uh, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp at uh, Pi Parath and between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea. All right, so they, they, he told us, to say, to set up camp. And uh, what sea is this, Yanni? What is the sea? Oh, give me a second here. All right, Yanni, you're in. Can you hear me, Yanni? Yes. Okay. So what's the, what do you think the name of the sea is? that they're camping against.
God parted the Red Sea, right? Right. You said the name of the sea. Yeah. It's the Red Sea. Okay, and you can look it up in your Bible on your maps. Why does God do this? So that they can cross. Okay, so they can cross. Right. It's plus, he's not finished dealing with the uh, Egyptians, right? So what right. does he want Pharaoh to do? What does he want Pharaoh to do? Let his people go. Okay. He wants to chase after the Israelites. Okay. All right. Oh, you asked what does Pharaoh want to do? I thought you said what does God want Pharaoh to do? What does he want Pharaoh to do? Yeah. What does God want Pharaoh to do? Does this happen? Yes. Okay. So it happens. So ultimately, Pharaoh plays into God's hand, right? Yes. Right. So this happens because what? He wants, he wants him to, he wants him to what? Uh, he wants him to chase the Israelites. Okay. So, okay. So do they catch up with him? No. Okay, they, they get kind of close, though. They do. So they kind of do, but they don't, right? Yes. They get close, but the people cross the Red Sea. on dry ground. So what do you think Pharaoh is thinking at this moment? He's like, hey, he I got like, him, right? He, he was saying that they lost all their workers. Okay, they lost all their workers. And Pharaoh was hard-hearted, right? His heart uh, became hardened. Right? Yes. Right. Okay, so so what do you think? Hmm. Mm. I think he was uh thinking he can perhaps force them to come back. Okay. He can force them to come back. Right? Yes. 
And he thought he had the power. He thought he had the power of going back to get those slaves. So we know the ending, right? But imagine you are an Israelite, freshly escaped from captivity. What would you be thinking when you heard and saw the Egyptian army closing in? Right? Why'd you bring us out here, Moses? You brought us out here to die. We could have died up under the Egyptians, up under their captivity. We could have been in Egypt getting beaten. I wouldn't have said that. Huh? I wouldn't have said that. I would have been, I would have been like, what are we gonna do since they're coming? Oh, okay. I wouldn't go back to captivity. I made it all this way. I'm not going back. All right, so y'all didn't read this verses. Exodus 14, 10 and 12. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, wait, was it because there was no graves in Egypt that you brought to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you, to, to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Okay. As it turned out, the Israelites were terrified. They cried out, Moses. And they said, we prefer captivity to this heinous death. God has a word for them. He has a word for them, right? It's like, what? You guys, what are you? Okay, Yanni. Read Exodus uh, 14, uh, 12 through 14. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see, you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Okay. So he said, hey, wait a minute. He said, the justice you see today, you won't see him anymore. He said, the Lord will fight for you. Father, I need you to fight for me. The enemy is coming after me. I'm depending on you. I know and believe. Lord God, that you can stop the enemy from abusing me, mistreating me, and coming after me. So, Father, in you will I trust. In you will I put my investment in. Okay, so what does Moses say? Derek, what does Moses say? (laughs) He says, uh, don't be afraid because God will. Hmm. 
protect us. Gonna deliver you. All right. So, so why should they not be afraid? Because they have someone watching over them. They have someone watching over them. Are they uh, supposed to fight? No. Why? Because God, God's going to fight for them, right? And 14 yeah. says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. You need only to be still. Glory, 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 glory. Need only to be still. Does this sound reasonable? If you were them, would it have been hard to listen and obey, Derek? Yes. What do you think, Derek? Well, in this situation, the Pharaoh's coming after them. And they're being uh, ambushed, and they're panicking, right. and they're bl and they're blaming somebody. And mm -hmm. would it be oh, that hard to obey and listen? Yes, yes, it would. Would it? Okay. Even so soon after the plagues, it must have been difficult for the Israelites to, to be comforted by Moses' Moses's words. They should remain still, be still, and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I know you were enslaved for 400 years. I know the killing of the firstborn, the beatings, the raping, the robbing. And you made it through the plagues. And now Pharaoh is after you again. And God is saying, be still. And no, be still and no. However, they will soon see that God will indeed fight for them. You hear what I'm saying? Indeed, God will fight for them. All right, Derek. Exodus. 15 and 22, let me see. Did you unmute? I unmuted. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. 
I will. I will. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and his army, through the chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his men, horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from the front and stood behind them. What? Coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The water were the waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. What? He parted the Red Sea. And Thomas says, hey, why are you crying? What's happening? Said, man, lift up that rod, raise your staff, and stretch it out. Wow. What do you think about that, guys? And they walked across. That's an interesting story. And they were dry. On the left and the right, it raised up. And they had no mud on them, no nothing. Wow. Okay, so what does God instruct Moses to do, Yanni? Yanni? He... He tells him to, um, he tells Moses to stretch his hand over the sea. Okay, with the rod in it. What do you think about that, Derek? Sounds interesting. But also, um, I, um, um uh okay let me think about it uh could you say it again uh the question okay how is the sea parted well it's parted by uh um uh uh, just go uh, up there look look at it look what it say moses but also uh, by the work of God. And what I find um, amazing about this is that uh, the, the, um, 
the uh, 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 the descriptions of of how um, uh, how large the water is. Um, okay. You know how we have all those videos talking about how we raise the sea and stuff. All those descriptions are amazing, but I saw this one video about how the waters and the waves and the was were huge, absolutely okay. humongous. And I'd love to share that video with y'all at a later time after this lesson. Okay. All right. So God sends the Lord drove the sea back with the east wind and turned it into dry land. Turned it into dry land. Y'all got me? Turned it into what? Wetland? Wetland. No, they crossed on ground. Dry, dry ground. Land. What kind of ground? Dry ground. Dry land. Dry land. Dry land. Or dry ground. All right. How 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 about that? How about that? All right, so now. What about the pillar of cloud? What does that do? It, it does some changing around, doesn't it? Yes. Okay, Derek, what does it do? It uh, puts a uh, humongous cloud over the whole entire sky. Okay. And it basically gets behind, sorry, not behind, in front. Okay. Nope. Uh, yes, I was right. Uh, it moves behind. And it defends okay. by uh, bringing out darkness and stuff. Okay. So the cloud got between them. It moved from the front and stood behind them. Right? Yeah. Man, that cloud was doing some stuff, wasn't it? Yes, it sure was. All right, Yanni. The Israelites passed through what? Passed through on what? When they went through the Red Sea. Dry land. Oh, okay. It was dry land. It wasn't cardboard boxes. It wasn't nope. wooden planks. It was dry land. That's the plan. Dry land. Okay, let's scroll down here. It's interesting, Yanni and Derek that the mud, there was not mud on the ground. A couple of million people passed through, they were dry. Okay, they were dry. Y'all got it, they were dry. Okay, who just read, was it, was it Yanni? Is it Jogo now, right? Exodus 23, I mean, Exodus 14. 23 through 28, Yanni Fletcher. The Egyptians pursued them, and all pharaohs, horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord 
looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheel of their chariot so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for, for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing towards it, and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that followed the Israelites into the sea, no one of them survived. So the entire army of Pharaoh got swept, swept in by the water and, and by the sea. What do you guys think about that? One instance, the people saw them. They were nervous. They were afraid. And God says, Moses, stretch out the rod and tell the people, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And he says, I'll fight your battle for you. Then we see they cross the Red Sea on dry land. And on the left and on the right, there was a, a wall of water that didn't wet them up. Once they got across, Pharaoh's army got caught in the middle and they drowned. What do you think about that, guys? What do you think about that? I think that it's very powerful because at first the sea very was... Very powerful. Like, okay, speak up a little bit. Share what you got to say. Because at first the sea was like parted and then God told him to undo it. So... He told him to stretch out his hand over the sea again, and then mm -hmm. the sea went back to normal, and then all the all of the Pharaoh's army that went into the sea that followed yeah. the Israelites died. Okay. Because they chose to disobey God and listen to Pharaoh. Okay. Drown in the Red Sea. All right. So where do the Egyptians follow them? Derek, where do they do? What's what's going on with the Egyptians? They follow them to the Red Sea. Okay. Okay. So what happens during the last watch of the night? Yeah. Um. Oh, go ahead, Derek. This, uh, they, uh, the pharaohs and his soldiers went across the sea. Okay. So during the last watch up. of the night, the Lord, what did he do? 
He dropped the C on them. Okay. All right. If I'm highlighting this, that means you need to read it. During the last okay. watch of the night, the Lord looked down from his pillar of fire and what? The Lord looked down from his pillar of fire. During just the last watch. Threw it into confusion. Okay. He And what else? He jammed the wheels of the chariots. So that they had difficulty driving them. He created confusion and mayhem in the camp of the Egyptians. And they said, what? Let's get away from the from the Israelites, says the Lord is fighting for, uh, for them against. The Lord is fighting for them against who? Egypt, right? Yes. Okay, so what happens? All right. So what does the Lord instruct Moses to do? Stick his hand out. We'll stretch his hand out across the sea again. Okay. And, and so what for? What was the reason for that? Because um Pharaoh's army was trying to cross the the sea. Okay, and what else? Stretch out his hand over the sea. And at daybreak, the sea, what did the sea do? It went back in its place. Okay. And that sent the Egyptians fleeing back towards it or to the other side. Or, or to any side. And the Lord swept them into the sea. All right. Oh, so we already answered that. All right. Who's next? Is it Derek or Yanni? Who read that last one? I read the last one. All right. So, Derek, your turn. Um... But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water okay. on their right. And on their left, that day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. And when uh -huh. the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord display, displayed against the Egyptians... The pro the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Okay. All right.
So all of this, and then they put their trust in him. And then Moses, his servant. That's temporary because they, all right, that's just temporary. They're going, they're going, I don't know. Okay. So these verses serve as a synopsis of the chapter. In your own words, provide a summary of the chapter. Derek and then Yanni. Overall, this chapter is talking about how Moses and God worked, worked to, uh, how God asked for Moses' help, agreed to, uh, agreed to, and helped save God's people from the Pharaoh himself. And I just want to say the key details and one of the most popular details about how Moses rose the Red Sea was one of the most amazing stories ever told. Okay. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, I think that it was really amazing how all Moses had to do was stretch his hand out and then the sea just parted and then he stretched his hand out again and the sea went back to normal. Okay. One of the most interesting things about the Red Sea narrative is that it is recalled so many times in the rest of the Bible. All right, uh, Derek, read that first one. Joshua 24 and 6. When I brought your people out of Egypt, you came to the sea, and the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. Uh -huh. Okay, Yanni. Read Psalm 136, 13 through 15, please. To him divided the Red Sea as, as under his love endurance forever and brought Israel through the mistis the midst of, of it his love endures forever but swept Pharaoh and his army into the sea his love endures forever okay so his love endures forever to him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever. Okay, Derek, Acts 7 and 36. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for 40 years 
in the wilderness. Wilderness. Okay, Yanni, Hebrews eleven twenty nine. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. Okay. All right. So we see, we see that God takes care of his people. He said, these are just a few times the mention of the crossing of the Red Sea. It is a monumental moment. It is a, it shows forth the uh, redemptive power or the salvation power of God through deliverance from a world system referencing slavery and that the people of Israel were in or are up under. So why do you think this experience stuck with the with the with the people of Israel? Why do you think it stuck with them, Gary? We can't hear you if you if you mute it. Why do you think this experience stuck with them? I think this experience stuck with them um, throughout was mostly because of um, the um, what's the word? I don't know. Um, scarred, yes. I think it it uh basically is like a uh, scar of uh, remembrance. Okay, like, like a uh, mental like, scar or something, or not like a a mental scar, more like a uh, um uh what's the word? Just like a uh, I want I'll I'll just say like a faithful scar, like a uh, honorable scar. Like a uh, uh, an amazing uh, storytelling that you can tell uh, future generations about how God saved us. Basically. Oh, that's what okay. I'm trying to say. So, Yanni, what would it have been like to witness the Red Sea party? Do you think it would have been easy to talk about? Yes. No. Well, yeah, it no. would have been easy, but no, because, well, yes, actually, all you would have to do is say that God parted the Red Sea. Oh, and, and you, you're being there. You're there to witness it for yourself. Okay. Is there a similar event in your lifetime, perhaps a non-spiritual event that you cannot help but share with others? Yes. 
it was just a huge moment for you. Okay, what is it? Uh, usually something exciting. Uh -huh. Like uh, going to Disneyland. Okay. Or re or reenacting, not reenacting, or uh, re talking about a memory, a funny memory, uh, like uh, someone tripping on a carpet too many times, or someone slipping on a carpet. Okay. What What about uh, a miracle move of God? Oh yes, but isn't that spiritual? Slipping on carpet? No, I'm talking about God. Huh? Something that God did. Right. Okay. Did, did you say something not spiritual? No. Oh, then yeah, something that God did. All right. So, okay, we're gonna read this. I got verses one through three. Derek, you have five, six, seven. And Yanni, you have, let me see here. Let's do this right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yanni, you have seven, eight, nine. Derek, you have four, five, six, and I have one, two, three. Any questions? No. Second Peter three, one through nine. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through his apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. All right, Derek. But the, oh wait, there we go. Four, number what? four. But you said five through, okay. No, no, four, five, six, please. Okay. But they will, but they will say, where is, okay, let me start over. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it is as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's words, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters, also the world of, of that time was delivered deluged and destroyed. Okay, Yanni. Seven, eight, By nine. By the same word, 
the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But not, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to rep repentance. repentance. God is not slow. He's not slack with his promises. He wants everybody. He wants everybody. His desires for everybody to come to salvation, for everybody to get to know him, everybody to be in a position of repentance. But God wants us to make the choice. What does Peter write that his readers should recall? Um, they should recall. Right, look at the text now. Don't just guess. Uh, Recall the I words want you to spoken, recall the what? The words spoken in the past of the holy prophets. Okay. Of what is Peter trying to remind them of? Yanni? He's trying to remind them that the Lord doesn't slack. Okay, he's not slack. And that he keeps his word. Okay, and he keeps his word. But also there's going to be people that's going to be, that have evil desires, liars, scoffers, and all that kind of stuff. So what is that promise? What does God promise? Uh, God promises. Mm, where is this coming? I don't know. Let's see. What's the promise? But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the with the Lord, a day is a thousand years. Okay. Let's see what he's talking about. What is it? God, God is willing, willing to save anyone who what? Who will turn to him. Who will what? Who will turn to him. Okay. God will save anyone who what, Yanni? Will turn to him. Who will turn to him. 
Do you find yourself forgetting God's promises? No. You sure? What about no. you, Yanni? No. No? No? Yes, no. Yeah, no. Do you have a moment or moments where God moves in your life that you can't forget? What do you no. think? God can never forget. God is not forgotten. He is still alive. Okay, so when God moves in our lives, it should be something we remember? Yes. Okay. Always. When we have a Red Sea moment, when God moves and makes a way for us, that should be something we what? Always remember. Okay, so it says here, this is like a closing thought. It says you don't have to write a song, but you do need to know your Red Sea moment. What about that? What yes. is your Red Sea moment? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this lesson and this word. We thank you that our Red Sea moment, your hand is upon it. And your hand is there to rebuke the devourer. And we thank you, Father. We glorify you and we lift you up. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Father, we thank you that we have favor on our jobs. We have favor in school, away and with people. We thank you, Father God, for your loving kindness and your tender mercy. Watch over us, cover us, protect us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and thank you, Father. Amen. Man. All right. So, Pastor Derek Fletcher with Derek Fletcher and Yanni Fletcher, we thank you for taking time out to come in and to learn about Bible principles and about Moses and about the Red Sea. We're so excited about 2023, all the exciting possibilities that God has in store for you and I. We thank you and God speed and we bless you all, the hearers and doers of his word. Amen. Be blessed on today.